Do you struggle with mental health or know someone who does? Join Gabrielle and Sharice as they discuss all things mental health. Each episode will be packed with information on coping, healing, and living a well-balanced life. We hope you join us in session. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In Session Podcast. This is Sharice and Gabrielle. And today we are talking about seasonal depression. Yeah, so seasonal depression is something that affects me. And so I wanted to, you know, cover this topic. I know it affects other people too. And with the seasons beginning to change right now, I think it's important to cover it. So what are your thoughts on seasonal depression and what like symptoms can we see when it occurs? Yeah, so I think two of the main things that I've been told and then also what I see in my practice is that people notice their energy just kind of flatlines, right? They have no more energy for things. And the motivation to want to like get up and go to school or go to work, it just decreases significantly. And so I think it's kind of pretty similar to our regular depression, except it's kind of almost spurs instantaneously, Mm -hmm. where sometimes we're able to identify triggers, like we're getting overwhelmed or something has happened in our life. Seasonal depression almost feels like it blindsides you, even if we know the seasons are getting ready to change our bodies almost take over in that moment. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I think as soon as, you know, your body signals, like the seasons are beginning to change, yeah. it kind of takes over. And at that point, it feels like you can't really do anything because the seasons are out of your control, right? And Got so it. for me, it's like, I know it's coming. Like okay. I know as soon as fall hits, it's like, uh, Got here it. it is. And so you can do things to help prevent getting in that slump of, you know, sleeping too much Got or it. not being able to be motivated. You have to do things beforehand, I think, to kind of get you through the season gotcha. that's tough for you. And it's not just you know, fall and winter, it can also be spring and summer too. That's hard. And that brings on symptoms for people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you brought that up, right? Because seasonal, it didn't just say fall, right? It said seasons. Cause I remember very distinctly having a client who kind of that springtime, like April shower area, it was always really, really rough. And so I think the biggest thing you said though, was that we can prepare Mm -hmm. when we know that our bodies are going to respond to the change and it may affect us, our mood and our emotions we can get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. So let's just say if the seasons change in like what, October, when do you think is a good starting point to maybe start being proactive about things? I would say a couple months before that. And so for me, I know like it's when fall hits, like that first, you know, kind of signal of fall is here before then a couple months before then I'm one, I'm wanting to make sure I have my habits in line and making sure that my behaviors are actually turned into habits so that when, when winter comes, for me, it's really winter because it's really gray outside. It's, the sun is less. It's just really like foggy and yeah. it looks dull outside. And so for me, it's really hard to get motivated. And so before that, I know that I need to turn my healthy behaviors into habits. Okay. And so what I mean by that is that you're not just doing it every now and then you're making wow. it into your routine. I like that habits, give them time to form into behaviors, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise when fall does hit, even if you have that habit that you know you should do, it's not well-developed. And so you're less likely to stick with it, which means you're less likely to see the benefits from it. Mm -hmm. And so healthy habits are really, really awesome. A ton of the time, some of my favorite that goes underutilized is just taking care of our physical space, our physical bodies, right? That's how much water we get, right? That's what our diet consists of. And it's also moving your body. Something that I've been challenging myself and clients with lately is just move, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about doing a high intensity workout or getting a certain amount of cardio, but have you moved your body today, right? Because I caught myself being so busy 
that even if I was like running different places, I wasn't intentionally moving my body. Does that make sense? It does. I think moving your body is the number one thing. And that's for me that, I mean, personally, it can be different for you, but moving your body when it comes to seasonal depression in the winter, I think it really gives you that energy that you don't naturally have because, you know, vitamin C from the sun, we're not really getting getting that as much. And so there's things like, you know, lamps that you can buy that give you that kind of fake presence of the sun and that light. And so, but for me, gaining that natural energy through exercise, like through working that. out, through moving your body, even if it's just like 30 minutes a day yes. is really, really helpful. So that's my habit that I try to really hone in on when it becomes this time of year. I like that. Right. And when we say move your body, that can really vary for different people. Something that I did not realize I would like, but I absolutely love <laughs> is yoga. Right. Yeah. So for whatever reason, um, <laughs> I never was like, oh, yoga, let's do it. Like, I think I had this one perspective of it. And then I downloaded this fitness app and y'all, they have so many phenomenal yoga classes for you to choose from. And my body, honestly, if I felt better, I slept better, even if I wasn't burning a whole, like a bunch of calories or doing all these things, I felt like I could take on the rest of my to-do list. Right. right? And that's what Sharice is saying, getting you that natural energy boost that we need. And there are other forms that you can get. Um, Obviously, there are healthy energy teas and things like that. There are even though like vitamins and supplements, we don't talk about that sometimes. Yeah, I think vitamins, you know, getting what you're not getting naturally Mm -hmm. is helpful. And I know some people don't like the idea of, you know, kind of tricking your brain and like having to rely on that. But sometimes you need that to get that extra boost just to get through the day and to be able to get, you know, reach your goals and to meet your task list. Because without that, you can, it can really, you know, you can really struggle. Gotcha. Do you think that there are a set of healthy habits that everybody should do or they could benefit from? Or do you think it's specific to the person? I think it's really specific to the person. So for me, one thing that I actually didn't recognize that I like to do, I started it this season was, you know, really um, decorating and really calling in into the fall season. So two years ago, (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to wake up. I hate this weather. I was really dreading it. And so now I'm kind of using mindfulness and just taking each day by day and I'm, I'm really decorating and getting into fall. So I'm trying to like, (laughs) trying to love fall more than I hate it. (laughs) Not that I, not that I hate it, but it's not my favorite season. You know, I really am sad when I have to say goodbye to summer. Everyone's like, yes, goodbye summer and high fall. But I'm like, I really love summer. So it's really hard for me to kind of embrace fall. But now I feel like I'm doing that more. So I went shopping, got some fall outfits. I love that. Gabrielle knows I decorated the office. I have fall candles, (laughs) got fall decorations at my house. I have fall candles and decorations trying to get into that spirit instead of saying, I hate this because I know that that. I can't control what season it is, but I can control the things that I'm doing to make my mindset a little bit more positive. Yeah. And I think we have a really good mix even on the podcast today because Sharice is telling you like, Hey, that transition from fall to winter is rough. I'm the person I'm an October baby guy. So I love fall. I'm all about it. Like from January, I'm looking forward to October. Where is it? (laughs) Right. So what I get to do, though, is I get to support people who I know have a tougher time in that transition. Right. And we're going to talk about the other months in a second. But for me, that's like, how can I support Sharice? Like, okay, hey, do you want to go do something specific that may boost her mood or that makes her feel really excited to come to the office? Right. Mm -hmm. If if it's at home with my husband, like, hey, let's go have a fun fall date or let's do something kind of to make the most of this time. I can still be supportive. I love that because when you said fall days, I was like, Reggie, are we going to the pumpkin patch this year again? I need you to say yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Our first time was going last year and just doing little things like that helped me really get into the moment instead of dreading like, oh my gosh, what's coming? So just thinking about 
going to the pumpkin patch is exciting instead of thinking like, oh, fall's ahead. Got I'm it. not going to like this weather. I'm not going to like anything that fall has to bring. No, yeah. I'm putting intentional things in the schedule, in our routine to make it more enjoyable. I love that. I love <laughs> that. Now, there's a ton of researchers and things out there, but what have you found to be almost like predictors of people who may struggle with seasonal depression? So are you talking about like symptoms that come up? Yeah. Like, do you think it's random? Like if you have depression, are you more at risk? Like, what is it? I think that if, you know, you have depression, I don't think it necessarily puts you more at risk. Okay. I think if you have depression, the symptoms for seasonal depression are similar. And so, so it can it. get blurred okay. sometimes. So if you sense. have depression, you might have it year round. Okay. But for seasonal depression, I think what makes it different is that it hits around the same time Every each year. year for you. Yeah. And it might be more or less depending on what's going on for you. You might have different things going on in your life that yeah. make it a little bit more exciting or things might be really hard for you right. around certain times. Like you might've lost someone or you might, right. have, you might've lost a job. And so it might make this season a little bit more difficult that's true or you might have started a new career or a new job and so it might be more exciting but the thing with seasonal depression is that around the same time of year your symptoms kind of flare up yeah and the symptoms can be similar to depression like just regular um major depressive disorder but it also can be different it also can be specific for each person yeah and I like how she kind of gave some examples because one of the things that I read that, that kind of popped up a bunch was that if we have a difficult time with change in our everyday life, sometimes that makes us more susceptible to having like difficult with depression at like transitional moments of seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I would tell everybody to ask yourself, how do I respond to change? Right. Like if it, when it comes to change a new job or a relationship or like maybe the passing of a loved one, do changes like that rock me to the core? Are they really, really difficult? If so, like Cherie said, be a little bit more mindful because maybe the lines get blurred and maybe no, no, no this is kind of something that happens every year. Maybe we could prepare for it, make those healthy habits into behaviors and it could be less. And I think the goal of what we're talking about, it's not taking it away completely, but it's helping us ride the wave while we're there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't recognize what seasonal depression is and they don't know that it's a real thing. And so they'll tell me, Oh, I really feel like this around this time of year all the time. And it doesn't have to be exactly seasons, but it can be changes like you said. So I have people that come in and they're like, yeah, right. This month is a really hard month for me. I'm like, okay, so what happened this time last year? Right. And so there's a lot of death anniversaries or Mm -hmm. job loss anniversaries or change anniversaries that people don't recognize are tied into the month that they're currently in. And so change is really a big trigger. Well, it can be for you. And so if you really notice that something's happening continuously year after year, really check with yourself and and understand what's going on so that you can recognize your symptoms and do some things to combat that before it gets really, you know, into the throes of where you feel like you can't get out of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're listening and this is kind of important for you for fall and winter, then right now, as soon as you listen to this podcast, go ahead and start getting your healthy habits. Try to start reinforcing those. If you're like me, I have a couple, I have a little bit of time, right? Because April, April is usually the hardest time of year for me. Right. And so I don't necessarily have to be super proactive right now, but probably January, February, I do. Mm-hmm. And so I think the main thing we're, we're just trying to tell you guys is listen to your body, listen to yourself and how you feel. And don't always dismiss stuff. It's like, oh, I'm just having a rough day or, oh, this, da, da. maybe there's a pattern there. Sometimes there's not, but so oftentimes our bodies will like give clues mm-hmm. as to like what our brain and our yes. emotions are feeling. Yes. And we kind of just like brush them off. Yes. Like you wouldn't ignore like physical symptoms. Like you feel like you need to go to the doctor yeah. for something. Okay. Your brain is probably giving you physical yeah. clues of 
what's going on and emotional cues. And so listen to those cues. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, this just happens every year, kind of brush it off and think Mm -hmm. it's normal. Well, yeah, it might be normal for your pattern, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be something that you just feel like, oh, like this is just going to happen. I'm just going to let it happen. And then when summer comes or when spring comes, I'm better again. That's what I used to do. I used to be like, oh, I'm just going to ride it out and just be miserable. I just can't wait until, you know, get sunny again. And then when I, when I would see like weather starting to, you know, creep up in the high eighties, I'd be like, yes, like it's over. And I'll got be so it, happy. I'm it. like, yes, fall's <laughs> over, winter's over. I'm happy again, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You don't have to wait to be happy or to get like that, that positive emotion. That needs to be a tagline. You don't have to wait to be happy, right? Yeah. Do you hear me? You don't have to wait. And I like how you said that though, because if we're honest, mental health in general, so much of the world at one point, at least was extremely dismissive towards it, right? Like, oh, you just, you're sad, get over it. Or, oh, you're just being dramatic. Or, oh, da, 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 da. So I think naturally there's a pattern of dismissing it. But like Cherie said, you can choose to be happy. You don't have to wait. And so why dismiss something if there's a chance I can fix it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's always a chance. If you notice something, there's always a chance that you can fix it. I think awareness is key because once mm-hmm. you're aware of something, there's no going back. That's true. You can be aware of something and not change it, but that awareness is not going to go away. Nope. So you know that you're like honestly choosing to ignore whatever need to change and so have awareness of what your patterns are like Gabrielle said you don't have to just be passive and be like oh this just happens no really recognize what's going on for your body and and letting you know people help you out yeah and when you're being aware don't look for one specific thing right when you finish this podcast like just because maybe you say well oh I, I still have energy but maybe it's something else right depression whether it's seasonal or not it can look so different like Sheree said it really depends on the person so check in with yourself right like how am I when I'm at my happiest? What do I look like when I have calm in my life? Or maybe there's peace or I feel joyful or I'm happy, right? Mm. And what differences, even if they're small, happen when I'm not, right? That is big. Comparing it to when you're your happiest. Yeah. Because that's how I noticed it was a problem for me. Really? So I was like, wow, like I really am not happy yeah. in this season. This was really two years ago when I was in school. It was really bad. I dreaded getting up. And when wow. I know that I start to dread getting up for the day, yeah. that's when it's really bad for me. And so I'm not in that headspace now, thankfully, because I know that that was not right. okay for me. Initially, I was just like, yeah, it's just the seasons kind of giving the behavior a reason. Like, mm-hmm. it's just the season. I'm, it's just fine for now. And when it's summer again, I'll be motivated to get up again. And Got that was it. the case. But it doesn't mean that I have to just accept that and exactly. feel miserable every day I'm waking right. up because I really wasn't happy. And that's not okay. You don't want to yeah. live like that, even if it's just for three months or four months. Right. Right? It takes a toll on you. It does. And so there's like this power, basically, that you get to choose, right? Change is a choice. It doesn't just happen. We have to choose to change it, Right. But look for what's different in you. I think one of the biggest mistakes we can make sometimes is that we'll compare. And I've even had clients come in the office. They're like, oh, well, I don't have it as bad as so-and-so or, you know, I don't cry all the time or, you know, they'll try to like pick out symptoms that maybe they see on TV or that other people have experienced. And like, that's well and good for that person, but I could have depression and it looks differently, right? That's why everybody's experience needs to be validated and it needs to be highlighted because it, it doesn't always present the same. Yes, I would say, please do not compare your mental experience, your mental health experience to someone else's because no. it's always going to look different. And I have that same thing where clients come in and they're like, well, I don't have it as bad like in my life, like I'm privileged and right. like that it's this person. So what do I have to complain about? And it's not a complaint, yeah. right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't ignore your body symptoms. If your leg is really throbbing, you yeah. would just let it be until you needed to get it amputated. You right. would go in before that point, hopefully Absolutely. and get it taken care of. And so don't ignore your mental health just because someone else may have different life circumstances exactly. as compared to yours. Yes, that's true. But I always tell clients, 
mental health doesn't discriminate. So yes, your experience may be way different from someone else's. You may be way more privileged, right? But it doesn't matter. Your brain is going to decide what it's going to do regardless, regardless, I can't talk, regardless (laughs) of your privilege, privileges or not. And so really take into account that you, you, you probably need help. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I've even had people do is that it's almost as if we're also ashamed of like what other people will perceive because sometimes for a lot of us, right, we're high functioning. And so like, because we're still going and we're being productive, like, oh, we don't have depression. We whatever, whatever. When the whole time on the inside, you could be miserable. Right. But if I'm honest, so many of us have been invalidated from other people. If you ever, I don't know if you've ever had like an opportunity where you told someone like, Hey, I'm feeling really sad about something or really down. And they almost were like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. You were just last week. I saw you yeah. doing so-and-so or such and such. And they invalidate a, a vulnerable moment in which you tried to share. And so just because you see someone still going to class or still showing up for work or still showing up for date night, right. Don't assume that everything is all well, because they could just be pushing through. They could be high functioning. They still need help. Yeah. And if someone invalidates your experience, because it might happen, I have clients who've told people their struggles and they've been really invalidated. It doesn't mean that what you're, you're experiencing is not validated. Yeah, yeah. So if you're feeling something, listen to what your body is saying. I know it's really hard when you're trying to open up with people and be vulnerable and they don't really understand, yeah. but you got to take it for what it is. They don't understand. They're not right. in your body. That's you're true. in your body and you can't convey what you're feeling to them. And that's okay. They're not, you know, if they can't understand it, you don't have to convey understanding to them, but you have to want that help for yourself so that you can be better. Absolutely. They're not living in your body. At all. At all. You want to be better for you, not for other people. Yeah. And I think maybe a good thing is like, don't try to explain or convince someone like that what you feel is truthful or whatever. You own your truth. You know what you deal with. That's all they're licensed professionals that you can go to talk, talk to, right? Like, we're trained. We're here to listen. We're not here to judge and say, oh, well, you did this or you did this or so-and-so has depression like that. No, mm-hmm. we're here to validate your experience. Yeah. And so I would say if you have been invalidated in the past, probably don't go back to those sources, right? Exactly. Um, therapy is really, really awesome. I know we're talking about healthy habits to kind of help with seasonal depression, but therapy is also a really great, great thing to do. I know right. so many people say, even if they just come like to therapy certain months of the year, like, hey, this is a hard season for me. I typically bump my therapy sessions up, right? It can help you just cope a little bit better while you're trying to get through it. And this is so funny because I was just talking about this the other day with my friend. It seems like, you know, therapy ramps up sometimes when it gets before the holiday season, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're anticipating family and people have hard family family life. It ramps up and then afterwards it kind of ramps back down. Mm -hmm. And so if you notice that you're in that pattern of if you need to come into therapy, before the holiday season, just to make sure that you have a handle on your mental health before you're around family members mm-hmm. who might invalidate your experiences. That is okay. Yeah. Come in before we're here to help yeah. you out. But <laughs> if you still have, you know, lingering issues afterwards, yeah. I would say don't just cut it off because a lot of times people will be like, Oh, it's getting sunny outside. and I feel a lot better. I'm not going to come in. Right. But those issues are still there and it comes back around even harder next, next season time. because yeah. you didn't fully deal with them. You might've dealt with it for about three months and it right. felt good for then but you didn't resolve every single thing that you needed to resolve. And so it comes around again next year and Mm -hmm. it hits you harder. Which is why a favorite, a new like favorite thing of mine in terms of therapy is like maintenance, right? Because sometimes you come in and there's something that's maybe crisis or it's kind of acute that we need to deal with right away. Right. 
don't take for granted that, okay, this crisis is averted or I've dealt with this all as well, right? Mm-hmm. I think just like we get the oil changed in our cars or we get it serviced, there's regular maintenance on it to help it run smoother. I think we need to keep regular maintenance on our mental and emotional health, right? And so like Sharice is saying, don't just like come in for a subset of time and then like, oh, I'm going to drop off and then it comes back worse. How about we just go ahead and, and keep like a maintenance process, right? Like every quarter or yeah. once every other month, right? Mm-hmm. We're checking in, we're keeping things well-maintained so that I don't have that crisis spiraling moment. Yeah. And as you said that, I was thinking like with comparing it to car maintenance, like technicians want you to come in regularly so that they're not detecting big issues that they have That's to true. fix because it makes it kind of tougher on them. It's not saying that our job is tough when you guys do that, but we care about you. Yeah. And we don't want you to drop off because we care about you. If you just drop off, I'm like, oh, like, I wonder how they're doing. And then you contact us again. It's like, I'm not doing good at all. And yeah. we're thinking like, we left you in a good spot. Right. right and right. so it's like, we care about you. And so we want to make sure that you're truly getting the the help that you need, whether that's maintenance, right. Coming in every month after you feel like you've gotten better, right. Coming in every, you know, two weeks, whatever that, whatever the case may be, making sure that you're getting that maintenance care instead of just dropping off and being like, Oh, I'm okay now. Like goodbye. Yep. Yep. Because like you said, the, when you wait to a certain degree, the problem is bigger, mm-hmm. takes more time to fix. And then honestly, nobody wants to feel that way, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I think even doctors will tell you all the time, you know, let's catch it while it's early, right? Yeah. Essentially, you don't want to wait till you're so bad um, that it's almost, I almost like a Hail Mary, but when things are just so bad, so dark, it's just harder to get in that space. It takes longer. It does take longer. It does take longer. And so I guess the main thing now is for you guys to leave out of here and have like healthy things to do if you are someone who struggles with seasonal depression, right? So we've talked about moving our body. We've talked about using therapy as a resource. What are some of your favorite techniques to try? I also like really getting into the the mood of the yeah. season. And so doing things that that kind of celebrate the season. Almost I like that. Making it seem like it's so daunting. So one other thing that I like to do, we talked about like healthy meals is mm. cooking seasonal food. So I That's can't neat. wait for like pot roast and like okay. chili and things like that, that are like fit with the season. And also, you know, like Thanksgiving's coming up. That's Everyone true. loves Thanksgiving food. And so getting excited for little things like that. Okay. You don't have to wait until Thanksgiving to have good food or to have, you know, family over, have like, you know, Friendsgiving, you can have Friendsgiving whenever. Yeah. If you need that, putting that in your schedule, I think just recognizing what you need and taking the mood of the season and kind of incorporating that into your um, regular routine. Yeah. I like how you said mood of the season, because I actually could see that playing out a lot of different ways, right? If you're a really strong cook, like Shri, then absolutely (laughs) cook all the, you know, fall inspired and holiday inspired meals that there are, right? I think um, in addition to that, though, decorating, I can honestly say the mood of our office is so different, even just like for fall. And granted, it always has a great vibe because we're awesome. But the fall vibe, it's so cozy. It's like really celebratory of the fall season. And every client that I've had has come in and commented, right? (laughs) Everybody comments on it. Even those that like struggle with seasonal depression, like, okay, Gabby, I'm getting to these burnt oranges. I'm like, yes, right? But um, get into the mood. So for you, if that's decorating, decorate, play seasonal music if you like that, because I love me some Christmas music, <laughs> um, fall-inspired dishes, maybe even like Sharice was saying, going to the pumpkin patch or exploring different things, right? I'm not the best cook, so I probably won't be getting real creative in the kitchen, but I could totally see myself going on nature trails and hikes to kind of mm-hmm. take in the sight, see the leaves falling, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. because that mood of the season, I find something to appreciate. Yes. yes. You, don't have, you don't have to like fall. You don't have to love winter. Yes. 
but let me find something I can appreciate. Yes. I think there's appreciation in everything. Yes. And if you can find one thing that you can appreciate and just grab onto it, that can be enough. Absolutely. So even like pumpkin spice lattes. I know some people love it. I still haven't tried it yet, but I bought some creamer for the office. That's <laughs> pumpkin spice inspired. Okay. And so just grabbing onto small, tiny things like that, that can bring you joy into your daily routine instead yep. of feeling, because if your mood of the season is like daunting and like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. And you don't do anything that you can find like appreciation in yep. the whole mood for the whole season is going to be daunting it and is. just upsetting. And it so is. you want to change that mood, kind of trick your brain into thinking my mood can be uplifting yeah. if I find this thing that I can appreciate. Absolutely. I like that piece of appreciation, even giving that to yourself, right? Appreciate the fact that, Hey, I'm here, right? I have another day on this earth to make a difference of some kind. Even if that's small, if that's big, let me appreciate the fact that I am here. Maybe I don't love fall. Maybe I kind of get a little bit lower this time of the year. But what can I appreciate about myself, right? Maybe you love your job or maybe you love being a mom or maybe you love being in school, whatever that is. Find something that you can even appreciate about yourself because I have found that when we are able to be constant in ourselves, it helps us face those challenges outwardly a little bit better, right? Yeah, when you have a stable like sense of self, when you feel stability in your life, even if everything around you is changing. Right. So for example, the seasons, they're passing you by. If you feel stable in yourself, I think other things in your life feel stable and you can find more joy in things as well. I love that. I love that. So we got lots of tips, right? Is there anything we're missing that we haven't given these? I would say for summer and spring, if you feel like you have seasonal depression, like in those months, months if you have seasonal depression in fall and winter and it transfers over to spring and summer, I think the main thing that's hard to find is with the, you know, the sunset, things getting lighter and darker. You can find it harder to go to sleep when it comes fall and summer. And so that could be a main symptom that's going on for you. Okay. Subtle, but because of the change in the sunset, which is me, it's really hard when it gets dark at like four o'clock. I really, really hate it. And that's (laughs) not true. I'm never going to appreciate that. I don't even try. I hate it. And it's just like, I feel like the world has shut off at four o'clock. I'm like, why? I'm still working. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. And so, and then when it becomes summer, a sunset's like four hours longer because it's like eight o'clock. And so you can find it hard to really find that balance of going to sleep at the right time. Okay. So being mindful of the time then, right? Yeah. I will say this is kind of a, a, a tangent. I do think somebody said we may be getting doing away with daylight savings. Is that true? Okay. So each state has the authority to oh, pick that okay. and we didn't. Okay. I didn't. <sighs> okay, guys. Say la vie. We're so going we to <laughs> let that go. We're going to let that go. But if you live in a state where that's not a thing, you know what we're talking about. Because I do not like when I like literally it's four o'clock and it's dark and it's yeah. cold. I'm like, why? why? Right. But um, find something to appreciate. Um, I know for me, um, like I told you guys, April is usually hard. So it's that transition between like spring and summer. And so one of the things that I do is kind of like the appreciation piece, taking on the mood of spring. Okay. I know it's a little bit rainy. What are some rainy day activities that I can do? Right. Instead of allowing the rain to kind of depress me, what can I do on a rainy day that makes me appreciate the fact that I'm in the house or I'm doing something. So I guess the main thing here is finding something to appreciate, adapt it for maybe the season Mm -hmm. and then get help. Yeah. right? We're here. We're always here to help. And then we certainly can connect you guys to other helpful sources too. Yeah. So just be aware of what's going on for you in each season. It's, you know, sometimes hard to figure that out, but once yeah. you figure it out and have that awareness, it's easier to figure out, okay, what is going on for me? What do I need to adapt? How can I change my mood for each season? Yeah. And then you'll be better off for it. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We're so excited that you listen and join us next time.